Blog Talk Radio. Everybody doing tonight on this cold, cold night? It's, it's pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. It is, it is colder than usual, but you know, it was cold a couple of days ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think the men and the women we got different blood a little bit. I got a lot. Of the ladies, uh, they scream more cold than we do, but I think our blood. Whatever. Was it was cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was kind of cold. It, 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 I can't fake the funk. You know, it is kind of cold out there. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So anyway, what do you say? We get into these hot topics tonight. Yeah, you can do the rundown. If you know oh, that's right, on. the rundown. My bad. I'm ready to go. See, the cold weather is messing with me. Got me jumping all ahead of myself. Anyway, uh, tonight on the rundown, let's see. We got so much happening. We've got Cory Booker has announced that he's running for president in 2020. Trump is hinting at a border wall action around the State of the Union, and PG&E has filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy, one of the largest utility companies in the United States. In the hit it and quit it headlines, we've got General Motors is going to start laying off 4,000 employees starting on Monday. That's bad news. The Portland police sergeant uh, racist remarks have been released. This happened like a year ago, but the remarks were just released. And girls can now join the Boy Scouts, but not everybody is liking it. What's popping with Papa Didi? He's got something for us. And then in the weird news, we've got a Florida girl who stole a Papa John's delivery car to go and see her boyfriend. Uh, the elephant seals have taken over a California beach during the government shutdown. And disturbing new glitter trend on dogs. Hmm. I'm just saying with me, Redwine. Articulate is not a compliment. Living for the city with Papa Didi. He's going to have something else special for us. In the Hollywood wrap-up, we've got uh, Wendy Williams, Black Panther, and Jesse Smollett. And the cocktail of the week is the New York Sour. And we're going to wrap it up with the Kiss It List and the last word. So stay put, stay warm, get your favorite cocktail. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, regroup, and we're coming right back with, uh, what are we coming back with? Hot Hot topics. Oh, the hot topics. All right. We'll be right back. 
So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee. I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Nasty Cranberry Juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule. Yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the apajamaparty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipe. And you can find out how to make the cocktail of the week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink, so you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky read over here. I got the ABS. Get the recipes at www.abajamaparty.com and click on Cocktail of the Week. Cheers! Right, welcome back to, back to the Pajama Party. One of your hosts, uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Don't slide, darling. And this evening for Kettle tonight, we have uh, Mr. Lowe. I am Mr. Lowe, and I appreciate you having me. All right. So let's get into the hot topics. Because I'm raring to talk about uh, Cory Booker. I want to talk about him. He has now decided that he wants to run for president in 2020. Corey is the, I shouldn't call him Corey like I know the man, (laughs) Senator Booker, let me be respectful, Senator Booker is the junior senator from New Jersey, and he announced his bid on today, the first day of Black History Month, uh, in a video to all of his supporters. He has now added his name to the crowded field of Democratic contenders, including Senators Kamala Harris. Is her name Kamala or Kamala? Well, I think it's Kamala because I think when I was watching one of the CNN commentators uh, going back and forth in their in, in their, uh, in their uh, conflict or disagreement or dispute or, mm-hmm. or debate, so to say. Okay. Uh, the, the, the the one of the gentlemen said Kamala, and he said her name is Kamala. So I, I I'm pretty sure that the uh, the one that was on her side. Okay. Said it the right way. I think her name is actually Kamala. Kamala. Okay, well, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, Kamala Harris. So other Democrats that are now have declared that they're running include Senators Kamala Harris from California, Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts, Kirsten Gillibrand from New York, as well as former Barack Obama cabinet member Jillian Castro, I mean Julian, I'm sorry, Julian Castro, and Representative Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii. So... Uh, like Harris, Booker has said that he will not accept campaign donations from corporate political action committees and lobbyists, and he also opposes those super PACs supporting anybody's candidacy. So we'll see how that goes, because those super PACs and the PACs are the ones that always feed all that money into campaigns, and he and Kamala Harris have said they're not taking money. Because if, if you start taking money from those political action campaigns, uh, or whatever they call PACs, political action, something. Now they own you to a degree. Yeah. 
because they have, like, kind of bought your candidacy, mm-hmm. and they'll be expecting something in return. These okay. folks aren't just writing big checks for uh-huh. nothing because they think you're nice and all that. Not cheerleaders. Exactly. So, um, yeah, he's uh, running pretty much on a platform about unity, saying bringing people together is a central theme of the campaign, and he is, um, they say that it's in contrast to the rhetoric of other presidential candidates, such as Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren. Uh, But there is some controversy around him because some of his previous uh, policies and things that he has voted for included calling for criminal justice reform and reduced sentences for nonviolent offenders, which works for some, and combating climate change, which doesn't work for some, and also uh, investing in clean energy. He was a supporter of the Green New Deal and, like Harris, Warren, and Gillibrand, co-sponsored Bernie uh, Sanders' Medicare bill in 2017. But he's been called out for his defense of uh, the pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, that's big money with the pharmaceutical folks. Now, in 2017, he voted down a bill designed to lower prescription drug costs. Why would you vote against? bringing the cost of prescription drugs down. I don't know, but he did vote against that particular bill. So, you know, it's like, yeah, you voted on the positive for some good things, but then people are wondering, well, are you, like, secretly in bed with the pharmaceutical company? Why would you vote against trying to bring the the cost down to help people, you know, be able to pay for and afford their medications? So... You know, there's some people who also look at his ties to Wall Street, which is where all the big money is. They said that uh, he received about $2 million from the securities and investment industry for his 2014 Senate campaign. So I don't know. It sounds like possibly he learned his lesson from 2014 when he ran and what happens when you start accepting money from those groups of people. So now he's saying, I'm not taking money from these uh, packs, super packs, and you know those kind of folks. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I, I like him, but I like Kamala Harris too. Yeah, I I like them both. Uh, it's just hard to it's hard to get that vibe of that Obama feel. Uh, that that when Obama when when Obama ran, it was not only a, a matter of uh, intelligence. Swag, mm-hmm. bravado, dominance. There, there, there was a, there was a complete package. Well, he had the uh, it factor. He had the it factor. And everybody doesn't have that. Yeah, and it's hard to you know, and so we don't want to compare that. But it's like, in order to be the guy like Trump, Trump has all the other features, but honesty. He has the the the, the aura, the 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 bravado, the. Uh, yeah, he uh, talks a good game. He talks. Oh, he talks a very good game. I mean, that's, I mean, that's how he that's lies how he, yeah. like a bad toupee, but he yeah, talks yeah, a good game. Yeah, that's that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's just I'm just hoping that on the Democrat side that somebody's able to be able to really match him toe to toe. It's kind of like like in a boxing match. Like Trump is a heavyweight. Trump is a heavyweight, and in order to, to, to fight with Trump, you can't be a lightweight, a featherweight, super welterweight, or any of that. you got to be heavyweight versus heavyweight, and you got to be willing to 
take the punches and give them out, but in a way where it's strategic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and I just yeah, I don't know if Corey man. I don't know if Corey Booker has like he's a he's a, he seems like a good guy, a great guy, and, and a good senator, but I I just don't know if he has what it takes. And I would love, I mean, I'm definitely supporting him, but I just don't know if he got what it takes. I, you know, I, I need know. I need somebody to really I need somebody to really you know you got somebody somebody got to wild the game. Somebody has to. Yeah. Somebody got to step bring up. That is fact. Yeah, bring you the excitement. To, you got to bring it. You got to bring it. This is. See, I think Kamala. We in the playoffs. Very now. exciting. Kamala. I don't like, know if she can really pull it off. I know. Will yeah. the rest of the Democrats get behind her? Yeah. Or will it just end up creating? And not just the rest of the Democrats, but the rest of the world. Like, can they? Will Will well, the world? Well, yeah, that's true. Will the rest of the world like? Cause with Obama, he captivated the world. You know what I mean? Like, we need somebody that can at least. Captivate enough where they can say, you know what, I'm paying attention to you now. Mm-hmm. Obama made you pay attention to him. Yeah. I mean, the question is, is she enough or is Cory Booker enough to make registered Republicans cross over mm-hmm. and say, and regardless yep. of party lines, yes. I like this person. Yeah. And I think that they can take us in the direction that we need to go. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. I don't know. What you think, Papa? You think Kamala Harris can take it or Cory Booker? I just think it's too early to be determined, you know. At least she has a platform. At least she's talking, you know. Her State of the Union went very well. People shouldn't be too Yeah, that town hall was very good. I mean, mean, look at Bernie Sanders. All he was doing was offering free stuff. That's why young people was like him because he was saying everything free, free, (laughs) free. But he couldn't back none of it up. And a lot of young people that was full Bernie Sanders didn't even go to the polls. And we get him elected in the primary. He was much more popular than Hillary Clinton, but uh, his people didn't show up. They talked a lot of jazz, made a lot of noise, but they were saying nothing. So just sit back and see what happens. You know, I mean, this is only um, it's early. Yeah, it's very early. Yeah, it is early in the game. I just don't want Harris to say too much. You know, she's giving her platform. She's saying about ten, twelve things. She should be cool and then about a little later. Don't don't play your hand, your call hand first, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's pretty slick and uh, she'll do all right. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Okay. Well, speaking of Trump, what's going on with the border wall? Now? Well, well, he, you know, uh, on another no hot topics, uh, Trump, you know, he's hinting at the border wall that he's going to do some type of action uh, around the State of the Union, and uh, he appears to to suggest that Friday. He'll announce some kind of a border wall action during the uh, next week's State of the Union. Uh, State of the Union, that's been a highly debated topic as far as, you know, where it's going to be, how it's going to be, who's going to be protecting it, will it be protected, mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature. And um, I don't I don't know if it's been fully confirmed where in... Uh, I'm not sure where yeah, it's going I think, to be. I don't know where it's going to be, but he, you know... Well, Nancy Pelosi originally said you will not speak on the floor of the Senate uh, if the government is still closed. Yeah, so yeah. And now that the government is open, yeah, yeah. Real, I don't know. 15, if 15 days, and, you know, uh, we'll get to that. Oh, uh, yeah. 15 days from the day that it was open. And um, he expected to, uh, pretty much, uh, he was asked if he expects to declare a national emergency, you know, on the wall funding issue. And, uh, you know, he pretty much was like, you know, I, you know, I don't want to say it, but 
you'll hear the State of the Union, and, and we'll see what happens. I mean, you know how. Oh my that, gosh. Well, you know how he does. You know. Uh, what well, was that? Know. A promo? A teaser? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, a commercial. Yeah, it's a teaser. You know, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, right after the State of the Union, uh, then he goes to his uh, his thing where he says. You know, everything is big or huge or, or the biggest or the bestest. And mm-hmm. he says, we're going to make a big step, you know, in the next week or so. And prior to me doing anything, you know, but, uh, you know, having an national emergency, it, you know, it might help the process, he added. And he speaks at the White House anti-human trafficking event. And he was asked again by reporters and things of that nature if uh, is a national emergency, should that be expected? And... He responds. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, cuz you know, you know, they do a good job of of ducking and dodging. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, what I will say is that uh, when I was a kid, if I ever had well, even as a, even as a grown up, if I was playing for money and I had a dodgeball team, Trump would definitely Trump and Kellyanne Conway would be <laughs> on my squad. That those are the first pick and second pick. Oh, that's funny. You're that's right. The, that's the first pick. Those are some dodging mofos. Yeah, that, that's first and <laughs> second pick on my team. Uh, but um, you know, he was asked, and he basically asked again, and he's saying, "Look, there might be a good chance that look, hey, we might got to do it. We might got to shut it down. We might got to, you know, we're gonna build the wall. You know, at the same time, you know, we're building a wall, and we're building a lot of wall. What? We're building a lot of wall. We're building a lot of wall, and and I could do it a lot faster the other way, but uh, if they don't come to the table and such and such, uh, I'm just saying. Is he drunk or something when he's? Well, you know, well, that's how he started out. He mean? says we're building a lot of walls. Yeah, yeah. Build it. What? He says there's a good chance that we got to do it to build the wall, but at the same time we're building regardless, and we're building the wall, and we're building a lot of walls. Oh my and, god. And uh, but I can do it a lot faster the other way, and hey, look, at the end of the day, I'm just saying, listen closely to my State of the Union and. I think you'll find it very exciting. See, another commercial. You know. Uh, it's, it's all about funny. ratings with him. You know. Uh, he just wants everybody to get whipped up like, oh, it's going to be, he said it's going to be really good. It's going to be exciting. Better tune in. And, and you know, he he, he, he builds off and great. says, yeah, yeah, I'll continue to build the wall and, and we'll get the wall finished. That's something that we're going to do. We're going to get the wall finished, he told okay. the Times. Uh, now, whether or not I declare a national emergency, well, we'll see what happens. That you'll see. So uh, we up in the, you know, that's up in the air. So State of the Union date uh, is actually February 5th. So um, oh, that's coming up. after the three-week deadline of the government shutdown, February 15th, uh, they'll have to either reach a deal on the border security, from what he's saying, or to avoid another government shutdown. And But I maybe, just saw him on the news the other day, and he said if the Democrats aren't yeah. talking money for the wall, oh, then yeah. it's pointless to even have this conversation yeah. with them. And Pelosi's on the other end saying, look, we're not giving them no more money. Exactly. On wall. So mean, it sounds like the government's going to get shut down again. It's going to get shut down again. It's going to get shut down again. And it's, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, you but know. I, well, I'll wait until you finish because yeah, I have a theory you know. about that emergency. And he, well, he claims, he claims that the Democrats are not being honest in their negotiations uh, because of the forthcoming 2020 election. And they think... Uh, he, he thinks that they're just floating these ideas out without evidence, and he feels as though um, they're not being honest in their negotiations. But on the other hand, they're like, you know, well, you you guys were in control of Congress, the House, the Senate, the presidency for the whole first two years, and you accomplished nothing besides passing tax cuts 
to the richest in America, the richest mm-hmm. people in America. So it, now you want to, was it an emergency two years ago or was it an emergency when you lost control? You know what? If the Puerto Rico hurricane uh, situation was not enough of an emergency, to me that's an emergency. The desire to build a wall is not a national emergency. That's just your impatience of saying, I don't want to go through the channel. I'll just declare an emergency and get what I want. Yeah. Saying what do basically for the State of the Union, his major points is like uh as far as according to some of the senior officials and part of the people from the senior administration, they had told reporters that, you know, uh you know, they're not really aware of what the president you know, what preview earlier that day and what he was saying and everything like that according to how he's going to do his State of the Union. But the theme of the speech is more so is choosing greatness. You know, uh, uh, talking about the main areas of focus will be things like the economy, immigration, trade deals, including the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement and the U.S. Reciprocal Trade Agreement Act and the deal with China, Infrastructure, lowering the cost. Say it like he said, China. 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 (laughs) The Trade Agreement Act and deal with China. China. Infrastructure, lowering the cost of health care and prescription drugs and national security. But these are somewhat the talking points and the things that they will try to uh, force on you and go to because these are the things that at least are somewhat in a positive in, in a way that they can spin it. But uh, I just don't know. Right now, things aren't looking too good. He uh, just suffered uh, one of the lowest, um, a history low approval rating of all time as a president uh, during that shutdown. That was the lowest approval rating of any president, I think, of all time in the modern in the, in the modern day area. He was in a. If he got lower you know, than Nixon, you do. Yeah, he got lower than Nixon. He got lower than Nixon. He's doing really bad. Yeah, he got he got lower than Nixon. You know, uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I got to say about that so far. They'll dig deep more into it, and we'll find out a little bit later how this all folds down. But it all looks like we're going to another shutdown. That would have done. Oh, my gosh. It's hard to say, man. All right, man, God. All these workers. All these workers. I mean, these are in all this security stuff you're talking about, these are guys you're hurting. These are TSA guys. These are security guys. You're hurting everybody. These are, wow. You know, and and what I've been told is that some of the agencies have lost talented people who just quit during the time of the shutdown. They just said, I cannot deal with this kind of instability in my life. I'll take my talents and go elsewhere. So they got rehired and went to other, either um, not agencies, but private industry companies and stuff. And these are like your programmers, people who the government needed. And because there's a hiring freeze for the most part across the board, you can't replace folks. So between people retiring and people who quit during the shutdown, there were people getting part-time jobs just to be able to feed their families. People had uh, gone and applied for unemployment. But look, this is what I wanted to get back to about the emergency Mm -hmm. thing, claiming that national emergency. I think that if it was so easy to claim that national emergency, he would have done it. I think there's more to 
just saying, all right, I'm going to pull the lever and claim national emergency to get the money for the wall. I think it's got to be more to it than, you know, just doing that. There's more hoops you got to jump through. And I think that's not only, only that, Not only that, politically, it's, it's, it's horrible because it sends it sends such a bad message that it, it's like a it's like a it's like a kid who don't get what he want. Oh, I'm the president. You ain't gonna give me what I want. Let me just call it national emergency. You know, and, exactly. and if he if he establishes that precedent, then that means that any president they feel like okay, I can't go through the right steps of going through the Senate and Congress and things of that nature to pass mm-hmm. a bill and get things done correctly. And through yeah. the, and now, so okay. I'm going to lay on the well, floor and kick my yeah, feet. Yeah, I'm going to lay on the floor. And then, the oh, this, this is an emergency. So what, what is it? So You're setting a precedent. You're setting a precedent. Something okay, anytime you don't want to get in, anytime you don't get what you want, oh, it's an emergency. It's an emergency. It's an exactly. emergency. I mean, heck, the, na- the shutdown of the federal government was an emergency. But we... That money didn't come through for all the federal employees. I don't know. What you say, Papa? It's crazy. I just think that um, Trump is a builder from the beginning. He's into building buildings and everything like that. And it's all about budget, man. He wants to get that $5 billion so he can pay off people, pay off the Russians, and then build the building real slow and act like he's using that money. But, uh... Hmm. He's like that movie, uh, American Gangster. <laughs> he owes somebody some money. He's trying to get a hold of $5 billion. But he'll take it out of the government fund. Because I'll tell you, every time you give money to the to the armed forces, that's part of his money. Because he's a commander-in-chief. So he runs that particular department. So. As some, he did say, if he declares an emergency, that money is coming out of the defense budget. Yeah, right. The defense yeah. budget belongs to the president. Uh-huh. It's up to him to keep the... Uh, he is the commander in chief, so he is. Yeah, it's but, great. Um, More he's like not even protecting the main chief. parts of the wall that we have in trouble there. Yeah. So he's. he's they, and they were saying even if we give, even if they would have given that five billion, that's not gonna, that's not gonna stop the inflow, uh, the, the inflow of uh, drugs coming in. No, it's Through not. the border, through the, through the, through the ports of entry, and and, and overseas and under tunnels and things like that that you're not. With They've that, already proven that, that, that the majority fine. of drugs and other illegal through, things it does not don't come, come through the southern the, border that through part of the land. Border. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, they're not just people. Ain't just knocking on the door, ringing the door, and say, "Hey, I got this truck full of drugs. Let me through." You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, it, it, it's there was okay. a story this week where uh, did you see that story, Papa Didi, about a truck? that came through some other port uh, p- point of entry mm-hmm. and had, like, what was it, $5 million of uh, oxycodone, I think? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. fent- fentanyl. $5 million of fentanyl that they were trying to, that was mixed in with some other, like, dairy or food or fruit and vegetables or some other stuff. Mm. And they had, they did come from Mexico, but it wasn't from, you know, the, the area border. of the southern yeah, border. I mean, nah. it wasn't through that part. Right. They came through, like, a whole other place, and they ended up getting caught from, I guess, the agents or whatever thought it was suspicious, the truck or something. Something made them look at it, and then right. they found out what was in the cargo. But, you know, that's what they, people don't seem to, or yeah. what he doesn't seem to understand. Well, he understands it, but he's doing it as a, as a, well, it's, all a it's all a prop, it's all a show, you know what I mean? He's not, this is, this is more so to say, because the thing is, though, the southern border is not even responsible for 
a lot of this stuff that, you know, this wall, the wall, there's a waste of money. Well, he relies it's on what problem. Kellyanne Conway calls alternate facts. Yeah. But Kelly, you know what's so crazy about Kellyanne is that, you know, you know Kellyanne is, is, is really... Kellyanne is what? Oh God, but she's really, really good at what she does. She is the she is. Oh yeah, she is the spin, she is the spin master. Queen. She's the spin queen. Yes, she's she the spin is. Master, and she can do her thing when it comes to spinning facts. Mhm. Uh, or distracting you from or what alternate facts. facts. Or, or yeah, or, or alternating the facts. As, as you, <laughs> you know, yeah, she, but she's it, like a circus juggler. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I, I'm telling you, when I see her, uh, and shout out to Chris Cuomo. Because I love it when uh, they on together because Chris Cuomo, he don't have it. Mm-hmm. He nails her down. And she hates it. She don't want to admit it, but she, yeah, I know but she, she keeps is. coming back for more. She has to. Because the thing is, you can't keep going to Fox News. Yeah. Nobody respects you for that. Everybody knows that Fox News is in your back pocket. Exactly. So. That's your people. Yeah. So of course you're going to go and you. We need to see how you deal with the guys that test your power. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and test your product. You know what I mean? So... You know, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, what you got for us, Papa Diddy? We got here the PG&E. It's filed for bankruptcy. Now, that's not to be mistaken with PSENG. Mm-hmm. PG&E oh, is another. One? Yeah, well, PSENG is the, the um, public service uh, gas and electric out of New Jersey. Oh. Anybody lives in New Jersey area, Central Jersey knows about PSE and G. This is PG&E, all right, power providers, P, PG&E, corporate file for voluntary uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection on Tuesday. Um, scrubbing, trying to scrub the uh, liabilities uh, from this uh, wildfires in uh, Northern California in 2017 and 18. Oh. And the, the owners of the biggest U.S. power utility has filed a motion seeking court approval for $5.5 billion debtors in possession financing and settlement. Uh, PG&E, uh, but Trump said that uh, they had something to do with the fire. I don't know. It was, he said it was a bad kept uh, forest and things like that. He was getting pretty heavy based on the time frame that it happened. It was still recent. Yeah, but people. what he was saying was not factual. But yeah, but on. people in the street don't really, really hear how they build and burn. They just know the damn building burnt, so, you know, they ain't trying to. Anyway, the owners of the U.S., uh, of the biggest U.S. power utility, have filed a motion seeking court approval, like I said, for a $5.5 billion debtor in possession finance and to finance their way out of their debt. All right, uh, throughout the process, uh, they said, we are fully committed to enhancing our wildfire safety efforts as well as helping restore and rebuild efforts across the community impacted by the uh, devastating Northern California wildfires. This was said by a PSP, PG&E service provider or representative from the company. Separately, uh, PG&E shareholders... uh, which is uh, Blue Mountain Capital Management Company, LLC, said it was, it was deeply disappointed that the company's uh, board ignored calls from the multi-parties to abandon it. They they called them very reckless in what they did and uh, just stood by and did nothing while the uh, fires burnt and all and didn't put too much effort to try to stop it. 
So, <clears throat> looks like uh, the gas company, looks like the gas and electric company has something to do with the electrical fire. They claim their poles and everything, their wire poles are outdated. Mm-hmm. They were they were running all over the place, you know, and uh, they just kind of went up one day, you know. So they were definitely, in some way, liable for those fires, some of the fires. Well, yeah, because they didn't really secure their lines. They didn't get in the in the forest mm-hmm. and, and update their stuff, and it just they had to. A, a, a tree drought, so dry, and uh, once you start things going, that stuff burned too, burned houses, burned everything, you know. Jeez. Fire burned everything in its path. So sorry. So when they file that bankruptcy, does that mean that the people who were suing them are going to be able to not get paid? Well, it depends on the approval of the court. You know, bankruptcy just it stops everybody from, it stops the, the creditors from bothering you, and now you can... Uh, what you do, you kind of put all your money in a package as far as what it is you owe, and then you get uh, what's called the, um, I forget it right now, but uh, they allow you to pay a lump sum to the, uh, man, what is the name of that? It's very important in bankruptcy. You pay know. you pay money to a certain person in the government in the uh, that, that, that handles your bankruptcy, and they pay you, start paying your bills mm-hmm. for you. You know, but, uh, oh, I know what you me. mean. Oh, gosh, what is that called? Uh, if anybody knows, give us a call, 914-803-4306. Press 1. Um, it's, a can- it's a certain type of an account. Is that what you mean? Where yeah, you have to put the money in a certain kind of an account? Yeah, and you pay it to, um, like I said, name fails right now. Yeah, I can't think of but what that's called. you pay the money to, and they start paying the bills for you. Mm-hmm. And then they have you start over with your bills. Everything starts at zero, and, you, and then nobody can bother you after that because once you have chapter eleven or thirteen or seven protection, mm-hmm. then you can go ahead on and move on. You know, trustee is the name. Oh, okay, a trustee. You pay the money yeah. to the trustee. Okay. Hmm. So we'll have to see if the court approves it, because those people, like that town called Paradise, I think it was called, that entire town was burnt to the ground. And that's, I mean, you just never hear of things like that. Like when tornadoes touch down, it may wipe out a part of an area. But you never hear of a natural disaster wiping out an entire town. Paradise doesn't even exist anymore. It's gone. Paradise, California, gone. That is just unheard of. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And I feel like, you know, all that money they have, if they're liable in any way, they need to pay up. I hope they don't find a way to squirm out of it. And so many times, you know, if you get enough lawyers, they will find a way to lawyer you out of it. And if you get enough lawyers, you get enough money, then anything can happen, you know. Yeah, that's the truth. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines. You want to join the conversation tonight? You can call us while we're on break, 914-803-4306, and press 1, put you in the queue, and uh, we'll pick you up on the other side of the break. Be right back. Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass. Goes great with Papa DD's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com. 
on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa Didi myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. And you should too. Down party. I'm on your host, Papa DJ. I'm here with the uh, red wine. Oh, the swine, darling. And sitting in for Kelly tonight, we have uh, Mr. Lowe. That's coming to you live. Ain't no surprise. You better open up your eyes. Okay, now. Don't start none, won't be none. Uh-oh. All right. It's time to hit them and quit them. And uh, that's the plan. We're going to do our best to hit them and quit them. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with uh, General Motors. General Motors, sad to report. Is about to start laying off 4,000 salaried people starting this coming Monday. If you work for GM, better start looking. That's management. Yeah, well, it says layoffs for about 4,000 salaried uh, staff at General Motors due to start Monday. It was previously announced that the move was coming just as your boy Trump is preparing to start trumpeting American manufacturing during his State of the Union address. So that's going to be in direct opposition to what he's talking about. The layoffs are part of a 15% reduction in white-collar jobs. Oh, sounds like management. White-collar jobs in North America that the automaker first announced back in November. At the same time, they announced plans to close four U.S. plants as well as a fifth plant in Canada. The job cuts and the plant closings are part of an ongoing cost reduction to free up $6 billion annually to invest in a whole new generation of cars, such as electric cars and self-driving vehicles. They're also making a push to develop a ride-hailing service that will allow GM to make more money by selling rides to customers instead of vehicles. Mm. So it sounds like they're trying to compete with Lyft and Uber and Mm -hmm. whoever else is in that game. But the move has made Trump mad because he was blasting GM CEO Mary Barra over her decision all over uh, Twitter, as usual. And he was focusing on the closures specifically in Ohio, which is one of the states where he won in 2016's election. So he's saying that the company is going to face punishment for close, for closing, you know, those I'm like, you're the president of the U.S., not the president of General uh, Motors. He think well. He's saying he's a, he, him being the president. He's the boss of everything. That's what he thinks. So he's talking about there's going to be punishment for them shutting down these plants like that. So I don't know what he thinks the punishment is supposed to be, but uh, he's he's threatening punishment, and he's saying that um, of course during the State of the Union he wants to celebrate all of his uh, successes about, you know, the economic growth and everything. And personally, I think that the economy is doing well despite what he is doing. Yeah. Not yeah. because. Yeah, it's not, I, yeah I, and I, I hate, well, I'm not going to say I hate that, but uh, I think that they, they got, everybody jumps on uh, the new thing and the new success and everything like that, but this is a trend that's been going on for years. You yeah. know, uh, it, it's been an up, uh, upside trend as we're going on for years. And, of course, you're the president, so you can take 
you know, you can take credit for it. But you can't discredit but you can't discredit what happened before to get to where you are. You didn't start this stuff. Exactly. You, you haven't done anything new that really started this kind of stuff and you know, you, you want to discredit the past but you want to accept the present. You know And the thing is too, but, but when the, the market starts to tank, are you oh. gonna take the credit for that? Oh these guys are oh like, yeah. no, you uh, wait for when the market comes back up. And you say, you Oh yeah, take all the credit. It's because of what you did. You ain't done exactly. It is what it, you know. Yeah. yeah, I know. It is what it is, but still. So anyway, I mean, um, one of his, uh, you know, there's always an unnamed source yeah. when it comes to anything around him. They don't like those. Yeah, but they're always talking. So one of his sources is saying that his theme of the uh, State of the Union is going to be choosing greatness, which is, I think, mm-hmm. what you said. So mm-hmm. that seems to be confirmed. And the uh, job report is showing more than 300,000 jobs were created last month. Mm-hmm. But I also read that, um, what's the motorcycle company? Harley-Davidson? Harley They're having problems, losing money, losing whatever. And he did all his campaigning around Harley-Davidson. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to prosper and all that. They're going down. Now General Motors is laying off people. So... You know, it's like, yeah, there may have been 300,000 jobs added last month, but was it really because of anything that he said or did? Or is it because the industries are still pushing forward trying to do what they do? Right. You know, that's all I'm saying. All right, I'm going to quit it. Well, I'm going to just, uh, well, I got to quick hit it and quit it real quick. And um, and basically, uh, I won't take too much of your time, but just to quickly put something on your mind. Um. What you got for us? Well, you know, the girls can now join the Boy Scouts. You know, uh, I don't get that, that's something but... where, you know, everybody's not prepared to like it. Everybody's not prepared to accept it. And a lot of people are formed to reject it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, as of today, the organization's older old youth program, the Boy Scouts, originally called... Uh, a change meant to welcome boys, both boys and girls between ages of 11 and 17. They have now changed it to where they would be called Scouts BSA. This change is basically where boys and girls between the ages of 11 and 17 will now be under the same banner of the Boy Scouts. Um, For what? Well, yeah. Well, it also means young women can realize their dreams of becoming Eagle Scouts, the the organization's most coveted, highest rank, you know, which can offer lifelong academic and professional benefits. So there's things that come with that rank and things that come with that name. Uh, The first class of female Eagle Scouts, they actually will be recognized in 2020. So next year... You know, uh, according to the Boy Scouts of America, uh, they'll be able to not only achieve some of these highest ranks, but they will be solidified into the Boy Scouts Academy. And um, yeah, okay. Now I don't, you know, I'm not too sure about this kind of stuff as far as how we should do this, but the program for younger kids, the Cub Scouts, they've been welcoming girls since last year. Oh yeah, I do the name, remember that. The name will stay the same, and as will the name of the 108-year-old 
parent organization, Boy Scouts of America. Uh, that was uh, it was first announced it was going to include girls in 2017. So this this was recent. It just happened uh, about about a year. Well, 2019 now, but this happened in 2017, so not too long ago. Uh, but not everyone w is welcoming this change. It, it's a little bit different. You know, uh, it's a little bit different when you you know the reason why they call it Boy Scouts because it's boys. Mhm. Mm you you don't say Boy Scouts. And then it's girls. Makes sense. You know, uh, you know, it's just basic math, I guess. I mean, I learned that one plus one is two, but things happen. <laughs> you know, um, there's a mixed reaction on social media. You know, at the time of the announcement, and uh, they don't know if it was, you know, change. Is it politically correct or whatever the case may be? But the Girl Scouts USA issued a statement that didn't name BSA. Uh, but said that the benefit of the single-gender environment has been well-documented by educators, scholars, other girl and youth-serving organizations, and Girl Scouts and their families. And, you know, uh, they, it was a lawsuit that was created. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're, try, you know, they're going through with the lawsuit and basically saying that, um, you know, uh, it's a trademark infringement. There's a trademark infringement lawsuit going on and with the Girl Scouts USA, and they sued the BSA over the change from Boy Scouts to when they changed it to Scouts BSA. They say that's a trademark infringement. So there, there's a lawsuit going on. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the women, of course, remain steadfast in their knowledge that Girl Scouts is the world's single best leadership development program for girls. So they and, you know, uh, they declined to comment on the lawsuit, but at the end of the day, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a weird, you know, we're going to hit it and quit it. We're going to stick it but not lick it, but, you know, um, at the end of the day. Well, I have a question. If if it's still, if they're not going to change the name and they're still going to call it the BSA, Boy Scouts of America, what what are these girls calling themselves? You know, it's like if you're in the Boy Scouts of America, you are considered to be a, a boy. boy Scout. A Boy Scout. So now if you're a girl that's in the Boy Scouts of America, what what are you calling yourself? Just a scout? Yeah, because it, I mean, it, it's not like the military where you could say, oh, well, a girl could, could be considered a, a, a military soldier or something like that. They don't call the military the, the the man military of the United States of America. So exactly, it's just the military. It's just the military. So it, when you don't, when you talk about things of this nature, you have Girl Scouts and you have Boy Scouts. There's a reason for that, you know. If, uh, and I don't understand. I, just I mean, feel like this, if they, they need to come to together that. with, if they need to, if they need to make whereas though the Girl Scouts can achieve certain academics or or, or different benefits by becoming a Girl Scout, and they want to up the program or something like that to do that, but why are you trying to integrate Girl Scouts? Exactly. Well, it just doesn't make sense. My suggestion to them would be, why don't you just change the charter of the Girl Scouts to add a new rank for Evil Scouts so that Girl Scouts can now become Evil Scouts, right. and then to me, the problem is solved. Yeah. You should not have to join the Boy Scouts in order to get the ranking of Evil Scout because it's not offered to Girl Scouts. Just change the charter or the, the the construction of the Girl Scouts, and then 
that's you know case case closed. You're done. So I don't know. I yeah, that's that's something like the the hardcore uh, scouters out there and everything like that. Please um, call in and let us know uh, the sincerity, uh, the seriousness of uh, how this goes and everything like that. But yeah, as far if as you I'm ever were a scout, or if your children are in the scouts, mm-hmm. Boy Scout or Girl Scout, the number yeah, is nine one four eight zero three four three zero six. Press one. Let us know what you think about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Let's see. We're going to shift over to you, Papa Didi. Well, I got an opinion on this girl. Oh, so go I right need ahead. To, I need to step, yeah. up this, step up this game a little stronger because let me tell you something. I just think that this stuff is getting deep as hell. You know, you got these self-righteous dyke bitches that want to come along and change everything. Anything they got to do with, uh, okay. anything that has to do with the, um, the situation of men doing anything, I think a lot of people out there feeling like everything needs to be changed. You know, they're so worried about the the glass ceiling or women not getting equal rights and all the rest of this shit, which is cool. You could think like that, but you can't go along and change everything. You know, the main reason for Boy Scout means pull out your damn dick and piss in the tree in the forest. That's you right. learn to do that. Now you're going to put women in the forest or girls in the forest to do what? And you're trying to implement all these changes with people that are between the ages of 9 and 13 years old. So why are you trying to throw all this stuff down and try to introduce the people that are still immature don't even know what the fuck is going on? But now you got them merging with guys when they need to find their own independence. Girls need to be locked in their own particular system, not with little horny-ass little boys. All you're doing is taking the element of uh, hormones and making the shit just as crazy and wilder than it already is. You know, you're intermerging people and putting people together that need to grow and learn in their own aspect. You know, I think people have a much better chance of learning in college if they'll go to an all-male or all female school because they don't have the other gender to fucking distract them in most cases. So the same with the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. You know, stop thinking that just because the girls got their thing, that their thing ain't strong, or we want to get the same ribbons that the boys get, or whatever the case may be. Some things that the boys do in the forest that the girls can't do or don't or shouldn't want to do. I mean, I've dated women that would want a glass of their fucking beer, and I've dated women that want to drink the beer out of the fucking bottle. You know, you you can't, you know, just dictate how you want people to do stuff. And you're dealing with young, adolescent, immature, um, youthful people that don't yeah. ain't got time to learn all this adult shit that, that your little dyke ass is, is portraying for people to do at such a young age. You say, oh, do this, do this, do that, do this. We got to do that to, to, to keep up with the men. You ain't got to keep up with nobody. Keep up with God is all you got to keep up with. But stop trying to keep up with the shit about the glass ceiling and girl power and all the rest of this shit that goes on every day that nobody's scared to speak on, the Me Too movement, you know, that got their own selective stuff on who they want to mess with. Bosses nowadays on a job are scared to come down on female employees. The female employee on a job does what the fuck she want to do. And the men can't get away with half the shit that the females can get away with in the job market because the bosses worry about getting busted on some Me Too shit. This shit's getting out of hand and people need to learn to speak on it. You know, most of the men need to get your dick out of your ass, tell that bitch that she got to do the same shit that the men got to do in that fucking office, you know, or, or you'll be fired like anybody else. Stop being punk asses, you know what I mean? Women want to talk that shit and come in like they want to be, you know, equal. And all that, but they can't handle shit when it comes to the job market. Girl they power. want to be off with the different shit. They want to be off with the maternity leave. That's cool. 
You want this here, but after you have your baby and your shit heal up, bring your fucking ass back to work. Like anything else, you know? Yeah, well, see, that's the kind of shit that people, yeah, you say girl power, but you ain't bringing no fucking power. You're bringing, you want to you wanna try to sue the fucking boss. You want to front your titties. You want to front your ass. You want to do a bunch of bullshit to get you softer out there in the job market, you know? But like I said, like I said, we need to stop thinking in the, in the, um, in a society of people, and stop worrying about what people say on social media. Think people think they're gonna get a, when they say something. When men say something where they're speaking their mind, that they're gonna get beat up on Twitter. Fuck Twitter, you know. Just like <laughs> Kevin Hart. Kevin up. Hart apologized. Hey, first of all, a comedian ain't gotta apologize for their fucking jokes. Yeah, okay, yeah, comedians been saying shit since the beginning of time. You know, Richard Pryor been saying motherfucker and fuck you. And people thought that back in the day in the 70s or late 60s or whatever, that the shit that Richard Pryor said was strong when he was saying, the motherfucker, well, the motherfucker, well, hell, shit. What, what do comedians say nowadays? Comedians curse their ass off. They say all kind of shit. So that shit that Richard Pryor said back in the 70s, is, you know, was, was mediocre compared to what some of the shit comedians are saying today. So... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm just, I'm not, I think that people need to start, we're, we're worrying about the cameras and all that shit, Trump ain't worrying about that shit, Trump ain't worrying about no cameras on his ass, he ain't care about what he said Thursday and what he's saying Friday, has got nothing to do with it, he don't give a fuck, and we gotta stop giving, we gotta, some of Trump tactics people need to carry over, you need to be, you need to be strong in your beliefs, and stop letting everything go through, like I said, by some dyke bitch that wants the shit to go on, because she never got along with men, because she was born looking like a fucking dude. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, I won't even comment on that. Yeah, don't comment on that. I'll shoot you down. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. Anyway, what other? Um, what's your hidden credit tonight? I got the Portland police sergeant uh, racist remarks. This Portland uh, police sergeant name is Greg Lewis. Was fired last year for reportedly making several racist comments. Uh, to his precincts, uh, Lewis commented they were uh, non-publicly uh, shared until this week when his termination letter was released by the uh, Portland Mayor's Office. Lewis told about 20 other cops during a roll call meeting on February 12, 2017, that if they come across a black homeless person, to just shoot them. Yeah. According to many meeting files. Participants who were quoted in their letter, organized for Oregon Live. According to one account, uh, the room went silent after Lewis's comment. There was some nervous laughter in the room, and, and another told officers, another, and another officer said, uh, "Oh my God!" Lewis mm-hmm. poorly laughed, threw his hands in the air, and said, "Fuck it! What do I care?" Jeez. The report made by several officers were all uh, slightly different. One officer recalled Lewis saying, go out and shoot black people. While another remember him saying the remarks with uh, slight vigorous, if they're uh, blacks or homeless, shoot them or kill them or something, he said in that, to that respect. So um, this guy was ultimately fired and uh, for saying uh, a bunch of crazy crap. Yeah, that's crazy. But he'll go get a job at another He'll go over to Seattle and get a jam job. <laughs> but I thought that I heard he was fighting to get his job back or a settlement or something. 
And, and he might still end up getting his pension and all because yeah. the union or somebody is fighting on his behalf or something. If he white, he'd be all right. Yeah. I mean, really? If they're black and homeless, just shoot them. Yeah. Yeah. And then what they'll say is that, oh, he just misspoke. Oh, yeah. Was, oh, I yeah. thought he had a gun. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because the thing is that the, the statement is already there. So what they're going to say, oh, he was just a little loose with his language. Yeah. Well, they he said, just, they. I did read that he allegedly has a history of being sarcastic. Yeah. He, he you know. So uh, we were supposed to assume that was sarcasm? Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago, we saw him at the uh, the cafe down there. He was doing stand-up. And so you can't take everything he says. Whatever. Literal. I mean, come on, man. He's just... We 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 we, we yeah. know the game, you know. All right. Well, before we go to break, I did want to acknowledge um, the passing of Brother James Ingram. I believe he was what sixty six. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have any of his music that we can cue up for you all tonight, but definitely check him out on YouTube, James Ingram. James Ingram. Um, some of his songs included. Well, I know he did Secret Garden. With a group of people, he sang that duet with Patty Austin, Baby Come to Me. Mm. And uh, what's the other song that he did? Just Once? That was James Ingram White, right? Yes, he did. He done. Did, um, he did. When did he, uh, when did he, he Baby Come uh, to like Me. Baby things. Come to Me. I mean, I was a big fan of his. Baby Come to Me. Oh, baby. Um, yeah. Yeah, Baby he also Come did, um, How Do We Keep the Music Playing? Okay. Just once. I sang all his music. I sang myself. I sang a lot of his music and talent shows. Oh, okay. Just once, 100 Ways. Oh, 100 um, Ways. That was him, too? Yeah, there's no easy way to break somebody's heart. There's okay. no easy way to break somebody's heart. Um, he did a duet with Michael McDonald called Yamo Be There. That was him on that duet? Yes, it was. I didn't know that. Up and over. That's why I mean I remember you, that you. song. Okay, well, we do want to acknowledge the passing of James Ingram, so definitely go and um, buy his music, you know, get it legitimately. <clears throat> Download or stream his music and um, check him out if you don't already have it. All right, let me do a little segment of one of his songs just to remind people who he is exactly. There's a nice bridge in his song just once where it goes, uh, I have just one says, cute uh, Okay. Well, I can cue it up myself. Peeps is okay. here. He's going to do it. All right. <coughs> Papa Didi. Get your tea. There's the hot tea right here. here. Take a slip. Here, take a slip. Introducing Papa Didi in his tribute. I'll be doing the background. His this name's Ingram. Low on the, on the background of Melody. I want to understand why it always comes back to goodbye and why can't we get ourselves in hand and admit to one another we're no good without each other? Take the best and make it better. Find a way to stay together. Just one. Can we find a way to finally make it right? Whoa, to make the magic last for more than just one night. I know we could get through it. If we could just get through it just once. Okay, now. Anyway. Woo! 
today, Vengeance, just one. Oh, my goodness. That's for me, man. Woo! On that uh, note, I got to go refill my wine glass. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back with Papa Didi and what's popping. My goodness. Uh, you're listening to The Pajama Show on Blog Talk Radio. 914-803-4306. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Redwine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine. Are you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating. I know you guys are not doing this spot without me. Show with the Pajama Party. Did you tell everybody that um, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, oh no, me, 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 me. We don't have time for all that. Oh, she could sing. Oh. Let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I want to host Papa Didi. I'm getting ragged on for eating my uh, corn chips here, <laughs> which are uh, low on polyunsaturated fats and low on sugar. But and red wine, high in funk. It's uh, funk. Okay, but red wine, somebody eating a cupcake that has like 100 pounds of sugar <laughs> on the icing. Okay? You need to change your glasses. So why I get why I get fiberly connected. She's induced in diabetes of the yin-yang. Uh-huh. Okay. It's time for what's so positive. The results of the funk is good health, oh. but we won't go there. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're here with uh, Mr. Love. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want to do all that. I, 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 I am here. <laughs> and, and me, Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And Papa Didi with the Funky Fritos. That's right. All right. I guess I'm expected to eat some... Uh, what, what do you suggest I eat? Listerine. Maybe <laughs> 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 right. I should drink some of that ripple like you drink. What is that, ripple? Uh, I'll go pour you some. Mad Dog 2020. Uh, what's a Mad Dog? All right, what's popping tonight? Wine don't stink. What's popping tonight, Papa Didi? You're up. Up to the mic. What's going on? So, what I want to do tonight, in all seriousness, I really like to give my condolences to um to the uh, memory of um, the family member of um, Kettle, our, our partner. Um, I won't specifically speak on uh, who passed away. I think that's for Kettle to put out there. But um, I was very familiar and very uh, closely uh, connected to uh, this young lady that passed away. And um, we all knew her for many years. Uh, Her kindness, her openness, her attention to detail, her agility in life and who she was as a person. we got a chance to get by there before her passing. Um, she was able to kiss our new grandbaby, which was a joy mm. to see. I should have got a picture of it. I regret that mm. not happening. But 
this person has been a rock for a long time in uh, Kettle's family. And I had the pleasure of meeting her about maybe, let's see, maybe, maybe 10 years ago now. And a uh, very prominent lady was connected to everything in Washington, D.C. And um, it's so sad when you watch the matriarchs of families uh, pass on because it changes everything. You know, everybody gets changed. Anybody who was not up on their game slips into a game that's out of control anymore. Um, it always has to be next person up. And if the next person don't come up, you actually see that when somebody passes in a family, how the family falters, how the family separates more. You know, you really got to, when you lose a main entity, a main character in a family, you can't just think that now there's a relaxed state and we can kind of do what we want to do now because of the new freedom that's imposed. Now you got to think of that big-ass void that's there and you really got to tighten it up. You know, the family's a strong thing that you really can't let too many air holes set in. But uh, hopefully that will uh, not be the case with this particular situation, this particular family. This family's been prominent for years. The things they've done, I've been so impressed by watching their progress and their success and the, the things that they have done and they've, they've achieved. And um, I just want to give a, a, a strong uh, condolence to Kettle, the loss her family member. I hope that uh, you guys will heal from this in God's speed and I hope everything will get in perspective. I hope the arrangements that are set for uh, next weekend go off without a hitch, that everything is smooth and that, uh, that uh, she can be laid to rest peacefully and harmoniously and everybody can try to slowly get back into the normal of their life. So, uh, Kettle, my blessing to you and your family. God bless you guys and I hope that everything is uh, going well. This is uh, Papa Didi wishing you the best. That was extremely beautiful. I couldn't just, God, all the words that I've ever put together, I couldn't have put it together the way you put it. As you put it, that was that was absolutely. Yeah, that was really beautiful. They came from a good spot. They came from a honest spot, a honest spot, a spot, and that that was that was amazing. And we're all feeling the same way. Thank you, Papa Judy. So we'll let that stand on behalf of the pajama yeah, party crew. Definitely. All right. Well, shall we lighten it up and switch gears to the weird news? Weird. It's yeah. called weird news for a reason. What you got over there? You got some weird. Oh. News. What you got going down? What's weird? What's weird out here? Oh my in goodness. These streets. Oh know. gosh. You know what? It is some weird folk out in these streets. You're right about that. Yeah, no. All right. I'm gonna kick it off with this girl from Florida. 14-year-old girl from Florida is facing grand theft charges after she allegedly stole a pizza delivery driver's car on Wednesday. Police in Lee County said Josie Bigelow ordered two pizzas and had them sent to a neighbor's house. When the driver went to the door to deliver the pizzas, she popped out of the bushes, stole his unlocked 2006 Ford Taurus. The driver, 49-year-old Christopher Cook, told deputies he was walking to the front door when he saw somebody come out of the woods, get into his car, and drive away. Police said that Bigelow first drove to a middle school 
uh, Lehigh Acres Middle School, but when police approached her car, she drove off quickly. The wild ride was tracked by a police helicopter. She was eventually apprehended about six miles from home. She was charged with grand theft of an automobile and taken to a juvenile assessment center and later released. Bigelow's father, Joseph Bigelow, told the uh, TV station there that his daughter's plan was to meet her boyfriend. He sent the cop text messages between her and her boyfriend talking about robbing people and some more stuff. And he added that his daughter needs a butt whipping and then she needs to go to jail. That's what her father said. Mm. Meanwhile, the girl, 14-year-old girl, gave the pizzas that were still in the car to the police under false pretenses. So I guess she was trying to act like she was the delivery person. Like, here, y'all want these pizzas? Like, that was going to make a difference. Mm. So, yeah, they got her. Yeah, her father said he wanted to whip her tail and then send her to jail. I don't know what's wrong with these youngins. They got her. That's crazy. Trying to go meet her boyfriend. 14. You want to steal a car to go meet your boyfriend? Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. What they, they, they say, uh, young love, we in love. Yeah, foolish. You do crazy things. Foolish. Well, she probably yeah. watches this pizza person leave that car running all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Why do leave the car running? You know, things happen. Uh, yeah, that was a mistake. Well, I have, a, I have some other weird news, though, by the way. Um, talking about uh, what basically, you know, I've I've heard of, you know, when you when you think of the word takeover, you think of things being uh, forcefully taken over. Yeah, like things, a hospital uh, takeover. Yeah, it, probably weapons involved. Mm-hmm. Maybe some screaming. Somebody some, getting hurt. Maybe some hostages. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, maybe maybe some small children that need protection. Okay, women and children first—that's what they say. You gotta love them. You know, uh, you hear things like "shut down." That means, whoa, hold on. Maybe they're armed guards, Ooh. security, secure the bag. You know, alarms going off, <laughs> cars. Surrounding the scene. Cops on sight. Come out with your hands up. That's what I think of when I hear things like shut down, take over. Somebody is being forceful and somebody is taking over. That's what I hear. All right, so what happened? And then then I look at this story and I say, well, what happened? Who took over what? The California beach got taken over. Oh, no. By who, do they say? I'll tell you. Because I know you were wondering. Who took Who took it over? Who took was it over? Was it the cops? Was it, was, it some, was it some thugs? Was it criminals? Was it criminals? Were they armed with guns? How do you take over a beach? They took over the beach. And guess, I'll tell you who it was. Okay. There were elephant seals. Elephant, elephant seals. Elephant seals oh, 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 have oh. taken over the California beach. 
Oh my gosh. There was a colony. Uh, there was a colony of elephant seals that took over the beach in Northern California during the government shutdown. See, a lot of things. See, you don't know what the shutdown is affecting. You don't know who it's affecting, how it's affecting, where it's affecting. Yeah, you're right. You just don't know. And all of a sudden, uh, we got some elephant seals that have now taken over the beach. And I'll tell you how it happened. Okay. Uh, during the government shutdown, there was there was no staff. Oh. Normally the staff can guide and, and uh, well, that's what they're for. They can, they, they, you know, the... the to discourage the animals from congregate congregating in the uh, the popular tourist areas, things of that nature. But now they're not they're not going anywhere. There were about sixty adult seals oh my that gave birth to about thirty five pups. Wow! So not only did they move in, but they started. They moved. They moved. They moved in and reproduced. And they, they got said, you busy. Know what? This is our land. <laughs> they put their flag down and they said, had a flag. They 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 had a flag. I, I'll, we I'll claim to, this beach. I'll have to send you the link. They 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 uh they, they had a flag and um <laughs> they took her to a beach in Point Reyes National Seashore. Uh, they knocked down a fence that moved over into the parking lot and pretty much they just you know they said you know what uh I mean hey. Normally, it's tended to by 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 cliffs and a hundred foot tall wall that keeps the animals protected and mostly hidden from the public. And and it's no longer the recent storms and the high tides. It it, it pretty much made the animals' normal habitat with water. Uh, pretty much where they they took over the land. Uh, in, in in combination of the the storms and the high tides and everything like that, you know, hey, they just pretty took over the land. Uh, they it, just moved in. They moved in. Take their claim and took it over. You know, some people would call that some people would call that hoarders, <laughs> or what, what's squatters. the uh, squatters? Uh-huh. That's the word I was looking for. Well, that's that's pretty nice squatters. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, they they they're pretty much squatters. Uh, sometimes. Things happen, but uh, Aww, but, but since no, uh, so cute. Yeah, nobody was at the work. Nobody was at work to address the seal migrate. This was a, this was a. Y'all talking about immigration? This was a seal migration. It was a caravan of seals. There was a seal migration <laughs> in full effect. It was the caravan of seals. What are you gonna do? You gonna come in and lock those seals up? Lock them up. Lock them up. They said, man, you know what? We got too many, and I'm going to give you 35 little ones that you got to deal with, too. We're migrating with the child. You know what? But that sounds like when an immigrant comes to the country and has a child, that child is a U.S. citizen. So I guess they said, my baby is a citizen of this beach, and we're not leaving. One of the seals got so comfortable that they set up a picnic table. <laughs> they were just sitting up under the picnic table. It had an umbrella on it. One of the other seals came by. I don't know where they got the grapes from, but somebody was feeding the other seal grapes. <laughs> That's what the newspaper reported. But you know, I digress. Uh, but um, 
they were just lounging in the sand, you know, after it reopened, and they had to close the roads to the beach because the seal said, you know what, this is our land now. This is our land now. What you going to do? And right now, there's no, the officials have no plans to move the animals. Uh, while some of them are, they're, they're nursing. I don't even know why they call them pups. I guess, I guess, do you call the seals? They call them pups? I, yeah, they call them pups. Okay, okay, well, well. The babies. Well, they're nursing them. You know, you had, you had, uh, some, some, some had, uh, uh many of them are breastfeeding at this, at this time now, and. Uh, <laughs> Is that what they do? I, I think they have breasts. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but but right now they're nursing their pups, and, and and the staff and everything is considering how how will they do this with this new this new elephant seal colony? What what are you gonna do? Because you guys were off the job, and the seals came through. <laughs> they just so, came in, moved so, in. So what are you gonna do? You know I'm I gonna, don't know. Uh, but sounds like the seals found a new home. Well, that's my weird news. I mean, these guys are getting comfortable, you know. Uh, okay. These guys are getting real comfortable. You know, I, I don't know what what you're gonna do uh, about these seals, and uh, things happen. You know, you start with sixty, then they multiply, and and that's how it starts. And if they keep getting busy, there's gonna be some more. Fun. Oh, that's how it starts. <clears throat> that's how it starts. They feel like they got their own land now, so you know why not? Yeah. Let's just expand. We'll take they got the on. seal flag planted. They ain't thinking about those folks. It starts with a beach. Then 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 they start take then then they take over the world. Okay. Seals run the world. Who runs the world? Hey. Seals. Yeah, I've heard that song before. <laughs> All right, Papa Didi, what you got for us the weird news? All right, they got um I know it's a weird one. Disturbing new uh glitter trend on dogs. His serving new uh, dog grooming trend is uh, seeing people putting glitter on their pooch's testicles. What the fuck? Oh. Glitter balls. Oh, my gosh. Photos of dogs with decorative private parts are being shared Shand- on social media. Chandelier You've got to be kidding. Chandelier testicles. Is that what you're telling me? They're putting media. glitter on the dog's testicles. Yeah. Disco balls. Is that what you're telling anyway, me? That's what it sounds like. crazy. Owners are stressed that it's uh, edible glitter, which is uh, and it's edible? applied using oh uh, my God. corn syrup so it's safely, uh, it can be completely covered in testicles safely. Uh, the strange oh. trend came to light after a picture of uh, one of the dogs was shared on uh, Groomery Fooleries, a Facebook page for dog groomers. They wrote, I have seen uh, so many things in this career. Very few things surprise me. Yet here I sit looking at glitter balls glitter on dogs. Oh, my gosh. Okay, done using corn syrup and edible glitter. That's how I saw it. Um, those are some sweet balls. <laughs> and they are not the only ones to share the photos of the dogs. That is sick. new accessories. World Paul's uh, Pet Salon in North Carolina shared photos on social media, writing, uh, I just thought I would let everybody know that the latest creative trend for their male pooch is to glitter their balls if they want to get female attention. Hold it, hold it, what the hell is that shit? (laughs) It's some sick stuff. People are understandably baffled by the trend. 
and the original post has been uh, commented by hundreds of thousands, mostly negative, saying, um, "Why leave the dog's balls be?" Well, where did they get the glitter and stuff? One person wrote, "I feel sorry for the dogs. (coughs) People do anything to an animal and think it's funny. That's so sad." (laughs) But some people thought it was funny. (laughs) <laughs> and we're quick to make jokes. <laughs> One woman commented, I guess, if he's going to lick them anyway, <laughs> might as well make it tasty. <laughs> you said that so eloquently. <laughs> How can you say that with a straight face? Oh, uh, my God. You actually said all that with a straight face. So it's face edible it's glitter. Mm-hmm. Lickable ball. My question is, who is even going to put their dog, say, turn over, I'm going to put some glitter on your balls, and the dog is laying there, and you're like, okay, be still. I'm yeah. trying to get you all glittered up. That's some sick stuff. I don't know what we're getting for Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Glitter for the... Glitter. And that's why it's the weird news. That's all I can say. I probably came from somebody that had a dog that they just kept getting mad and they kept licking they, they licking themselves. And they said, look, if you want to keep licking yourself, let me just put some candy on it or something. Let me put some, shine it up a little bit. like you know. Oh, my goodness. Cornstarch corn and edible liquid. Oh, corn syrup. Corn syrup. A little bit of splash of glitter. I, that just doesn't off. seem right. Yeah. Poor dogs. I don't think the dogs is, is, is mad at it. But I'm sure other dogs must look at those dogs and be like, check him out. Yeah, what the like, freak? How did he get what he got? I mean, oh, I think I the mean, other dogs are laughing at him. The other dogs saying, I hate my owner. You know, I don't know. I, yeah, they see no, that. I think the ones with the glitter are saying, I hate my owner. I don't know. I may disagree. I don't that. know. All right. Well, we're going to keep it moving. Um, let's see, up next is me, and I'm just saying, y'all mind if I just jump right into it? Please. Because I, I really want to get this, uh, I don't want to say off my chest, I want to get this out of my system, put it that way. I want to talk about this phrase of, uh, particularly white people calling themselves complimenting black people by saying, oh, he's so articulate, oh, she's so articulate. I have a real problem with that phrase of saying a black person is so articulate. So that's my topic tonight. Articulate is not a compliment. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, I wasn't going to go there, but I just saw it again this week, and I said, I'm, I'm done. That was one time too many. So tonight, I'm just saying articulate is not a compliment. If I hear one more white person say how articulate a black person is when they speak intelligently, I'm going to scream. Now, this week, Chris Christie, he did it. The ex-governor of New Jersey this week said he thought Cory Booker was so articulate. He thought he was being complimentary, but that is not a compliment. It's a backhanded way of saying, for a black person... You're so well-spoken, and you sound intelligent, too. That's what that really means. That's what it means. People who say things like that just need to stop. Yeah. And it's not that black people are being overly sensitive. We're not. We're just tired of it. 
what's really odd is that you don't hear compliments like that about white people. No. Think about it. They'll say things like, oh, this guy's really smart or she's really educated. What a great guy. What's up with that? Yeah. I'm just saying, articulate is not a compliment, so stop saying it about black people. Now, here's the thing. Just because you may hear black people use slang or broken English does not necessarily mean that we don't know any better. In some cases, it's just a choice. Sometimes we choose to communicate in a way that's comfortable, familiar, or even in code so that other people, white people, who might be ear-hustling, cannot decipher our conversation. But see, you didn't think about that. That's not indicative of a lack of education, because like I said, it's a choice. We can turn it on, and we can turn it off when we want to. So please, white people, don't make the mistake when you hear us turning it on and off, or when you hear us using the, and I'm using air quotes, the Queen's English to your satisfaction. Don't think for one moment that you just encountered a rare breed of black people who just happens to know how to speak so well. That articulate so-called compliment is insulting. It's not a compliment. If someone looked at your child and said something like, oh, she's so clean, what would you think that meant? Wouldn't you think the implication in that comment was that, oh, they're surprised that your child is clean? Yeah. If somebody said, oh, your baby is just so clean, you would think that they, they must think, oh, the child's normally dirty, so you're surprised that they're clean? That's some bull. I'm just saying that articulate so-called compliment feels like that to black people when you say, oh, she's so articulate. It's like you expect all of us to be bumbling, mumbling, shuffling, uneducated idiots viewing streams of nonsensical foolishness when we speak. And hearing someone who sounds intelligent and speaks competently by your measures just blows your mind. You think they're articulate, but here's a newsflash. They're just human, perhaps with a better vocabulary than some. Same as anybody else, black, white, or indifferent. So, in conclusion, I'm just saying, this is red wine, and I'm tired of hearing that. I hear it, and I'm tired of it. I'm just saying, please, stop acting surprised when we show you how smart we are. Because like I said, it's a choice, and we sometimes don't let you see it because you say ignorant things like, oh, you're so articulate. That's why sometimes we just lay back and let you assume otherwise. That's all I have to say. Mm. Cut it out. Out of that foolishness. Don't you? I mean, really? Yeah, they do that a lot. You know, it, it's almost like, you know, they got to stop that stuff with the whole articulating and everything like that because when yeah. a black person well talks like That's the other yeah, well, yeah, Oh, he's so, so well-spoken. Well spoken. Like, 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 like the normality is that he's so un-well-spoken. Exactly. Right? You know, like, it's, and like, oh, you, go think in. You, you, were, you were expecting what? Yeah. Amos and Andy kind of dialogue? Yeah, I mean. It's, that was scripted. That wasn't like the way those two gentlemen who played no, Amos and Andy no. normally spoke. It was scripted. 
Well, you know, it feeds a stereotype, you know. Yeah, uh, well, I'm not feeding it anymore. But all right, look, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Living for the City and Papa Didi. You can still get in tonight if you want to call 914-803-4306. We'll be right back. This is Papa Didi. You're listening to the Pajama Party on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. If you have something to add to the conversation, give us a call right now at 914-803-4306 and press 1 to be entered into the queue. I want to hear from the men. So call me, Papa Didi. Don't let kettle and red wine scare you. Just call and talk to me. I got your back. Number again is 914-803-4306 or go to apajamaparty.com. I got to get back before they notice I was gone. So call me now. The grass is green. I'm a tangerine. Oh, welcome back to the Pajama Party Show. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm Winnie Hills Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Papa Didi thinks he's in concert. And tonight. sitting in with, <laughs> and sitting in for kettle is uh, Mr. Lowe. That's me. I am coming to you live. Uh, ain't no surprise. You got to open up your eyes. All right. All right. So. Living for the city. What you got for us tonight, Papa? It, it, in celebration of Black History Month. Yeah. I want to say this here, and this is this is in direct reflection of what Red Wyman is talking about. I'm gonna give you a solution to this, and I'm not gonna be long at all. I'm gonna be short and strong and put this out here. You know, we always talked about the uh the division of people. But what people don't understand or what has happened now is that brown people have surpassed uh, white people. And when I say it, I'm not talking in a competition mode. I just mean in a population mode. means that the the world now is more prone to hearing uh, something of a rap nature and really understanding it or just dealing with it. Most of your sports programs like ESPN and all those places, NFL, every highlight they have, they put some type of rap overtone with it. It peps you up. It opens you up, you know. Nobody's playing Def Leppard or uh, Guns N' Roses with anything that has to do with something they want to find exciting. You know, Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses and all the rest of these other groups that, that generate all this violent music is left for the dormant stuff for shows like Game of Thrones and shit like that or The Purge where motherfuckers are killing each other. They'll play some Def Leppard or some metallic shit to show a bitch yeah. about to get a toe cut. But you'll see somebody on a rap joint where somebody's scoring a bunch of touchdowns, or they'll show some uh, 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 some highlights of uh, Barkley from the New York Giants, and they'll pull a rap song as he goes around and, and freaks everybody out on the, on the thing. But anyway, if you notice that in society every day, like you just talked about Red Wine, I just want to play on that for a second, just to show you the equation of it. Now, it was coming along. When you started hearing people say that about stuff or the way people are. But it's gotten to the point now where brown people don't give a shit what white people think about them. Because they have surpassed them. They're driving nicer cars. They're doing better shit. You know, they got other shit going on. They're living their life in better ways. 
Because nowadays, it ain't what you do, it's how you do it. It's not what you have, it's how you're maintaining the shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's not the problem that you got or that you get into, it's how you get the fuck out of it. You don't worry about the problem. The problem is done. You step in dog shit, now it's all about how am I going to clean my fucking shoe. Stop worrying about it. Oh, I step in dog. Stop talking about how you stepped in dog shit. Clean your fucking shoe and keep it moving. Anyway, what I'm saying in the whole is that black people have surpassed. They're, they're driving nicer cars. If you go to Maryland, to Prince George County, you will see such an array of black people that will blow your mind. The one thing I don't really like too much about some of the black people in Prince George County is that they feel like the Mercedes-Benz or the BMW nullifies their success. Which they need to fuck around and go get a Mahonday or something because that car is just too expensive to maintain and to cover or whatever. Anytime you got to pay $120 for a fucking oil change, that ain't the kind of car you want. So anyway, like I'm saying, black people have surpassed white people when it comes to the everyday. Well, they always have, but the white folks wasn't letting in on it. But now it, it's crazy. And in the, in, the, in the days of Trump today... Ride the bus, ride the train, ride the airplane. White folks are losing their fucking mind. And I'm not picking on a race in particular, but they're they're getting on the plane stinking. They're getting on the plane doing stupid shit. They can't hold their liquor, you know. They they walk around like just just all. I mean, I ride the train quite a bit, and I see white folks get on there, and they're just acting the fuck crazy. They don't know what to do, what to wear. You know, they look crazy as shit. They got all kinds of shit going on. And like I said, when I was talking about the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts merging, like I said, that wasn't up with some old, probably some Caucasian dyke bitch that ain't had dick in 50 motherfucking years, and the bitch don't know what the fuck to fight. Okay? And she's so confused about her life in general that all she's doing around is causing havoc, trying to use her white skin to nullify what she wants to change. And I'm not saying this to pick on white people. Don't even get it twisted. This is not a racial thing. White people, look at your own people. Some of you motherfuckers have lost your mind. Y'all have literally lost your mind. You guys are just like tripping because you, you the privilege that you have had in life to get the shit you wanted, it's not there because it's not needed. I don't need a privilege to go to work every day. I just got to get up and wash my ass and get out the fucking door. I don't need a privilege to be able to be relaxed in my workplace. I just got to know my job, have the power and knowledge to do my job, do my eight hours and get the fuck out the door. Instead of sitting in there like you see a lot of white folks on the job kissing ass all day. If you work on a corporate world, you will see the average person kissing the average person ass. They'll offer to go bowling with them or do a bunch of shit with them so they think they can have an edge on the black people when they get back to the job. And white people sit back and do some mull over saying, wow, look at Harry and John. Oh, yeah, they're friends off the job. Fuck whether they're friends off the job or not. Please, they're just trying to do that to build their forces. They're trying, just like when they hang a motherfucker. You ain't never seen one white motherfucker hang one black person. It took at least 20 motherfuckers to hang a black person. First, he had to knock his ass out mm-hmm. in order to get him respectful. When you're about to kill somebody, they're not going down easy. And the same with it is today. Whenever somebody tries to get you mostly of another racial persuasion, they will team up on your ass. They will gather allies to beat up against you. But all you have to do is just be cool. Right, right. Be cool. Find out what their weakness is. And like old folks say, kill them with kindness. Manipulate them. Don't say shit. Close your goddamn mouth and use your fucking ears. And white people will tell you all about their lives. 
Mm. See, black people got to stop being so fucking articulate like you said, Rewind. Mm-hmm. And we need to shut the fuck up and listen. Let them do the talking for a change. We got to stop going in thinking we're going to do the boogaloo at the fucking Christmas party. Sit back and chill and have your drinks. Let white folks go on the middle of the floor and act a fool for a fucking change. Sit back and watch their asses for a minute. You know what I'm saying? And black men, whenever you go somewhere to one of your job functions, take a woman with you. Whether it's your wife, a girlfriend, or a bitch you paid for that evening just to be with you. Stop going somewhere by yourself. Because when you go in there as a good-looking black man by yourself, you become a fucking threat. So take a female with you just to ease the motherfucking pain. Because you go in there all studly and shit. First thing you're doing, they're grabbing their motherfucking white counterpart female thinking you're going to pull out the fucking salami and fuck everybody in the joint. That's the that's the myth. The myth is that you hanging 13 motherfucking inches. They think that in their mind. So stop studding out. Go somewhere with a chick. It ain't got to be your girlfriend. Just, just rent, a, rent a chick for the night to go to that affair. That way, the, believe me, he's oh yeah, this is my girlfriend, such and such. Believe me, the threat will fall off of it. You go in there all stubbly and shit looking good as a black man by himself. Hell, that white man going to hold his woman tighter than a motherfucker because he knows she cheesing already. Oh, look at you, Kevin. Oh, God. That's a nice suit. And her white husband is fucking cringing. Anyway, I'm going to get off that. But anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank anyway, you. let's leave that alone. Yeah, that was nice. Right. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna put it out there like that. That's the like way of the world. Okay. That's right. That's the way of the world. And like I said, that's not a racial thing. I'm saying at all. It's just the fact that brown people are caught up with white people, and white folks are getting scared. Not scared in the sense where they're showing their fears, but they're saying, "God damn, what the fuck happened to our power?" Well, you know, it's not about power no more. It's about knowledge. Anyway. All right now. All right, well, we're going to head out to the West Coast and see what's happening in Hollywood. What you got for us, Mr. Luck? Oh, well, the Hollywood wrap-up, we're going to do this real quick. Black Panther is back. Black Panther is back. Yeah. Okay, what's going on? I saw the first Black Panther. Yeah. What, they did another one? No. Black Panther returns to the movie theaters and what it looked like. Oh, okay. It's so back on the big screen. Cool. You know, uh, this is in honor of Black History Month to piggyback on what Papa Didi was talking about through this Black History Month. But uh, Black Panther is back. And then on top of that... It's honor forever. On top of that, they had a little treat for you. They said that uh, that Cat Award nominated movie will be free to view at 250 AMC theaters across the country um, for the first week. Pretty much it is completely free. Uh, what? Yeah. Now, I don't know. They don't really clarify whether or not they come out with a new one or is this the one that they're... No, that sounds like I saw that on the news. It's the same one. Okay, so they're, they're re-releasing it. They're re-releasing it, but they, yeah, they want you to do the ones who didn't get to see it in theaters. or they have. I'm sure they have different things you could do. 3D glasses and things of that nature and everything like that. The... Uh, you know, because uh, that story, it showcased the power of knowledge, the change of the world for the better, the importance of it showing everyone has access to it, to the power of the world, and to make it better. And, it was, of course, the cast was predominantly black, and it garnered almost uh, well, about seven Oscar nominations, including one for Best Picture. So, 
I mean, the the movie was no joke. They're going to re-release it for Black History Month, and pretty much it is free for that first week. So huh? if you haven't get a chance to look at that, it might be time for you to go ahead and start logging in. And uh, So for the first week of this month, it's free if you find it in a theater. I believe so. Uh, basically, they say that uh, in honor of Black History Month, the first week uh, across the country, it seems, uh, any AMC, you got to go to, I guess you got to go to a, 250 AMC Theater, so whatever okay. that is. Um, All right, well, we'll be looking for it. Yeah, I'm pretty... I'm willing to go see it again. Yeah, so that's something different. And then um, uh, another thing, Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams uh, seems to still be in a little bit of trouble uh, health-wise and everything like that. She won't be able to attend her normal show, as she likes to do. And uh, a lot of people like that she does what she does. But uh, right now... Uh, Wendy Williams is not going to be able to attend her show. There's a couple of different artists and uh, different uh, Hollywood people that were able to step in as friends, like Nick Cannon. He announced that he would step in for one of the shows coming up. Uh, and um, there was another lady named uh, Jason. Uh, well, I don't know if this. Uh, well, yeah, I think this is a. We had Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs is a host. She'll host the show on February the 7th as well as Kiki Palmer. So there's a lot of people that have stepped oh, yeah. up. Okay. You know, um you know, Sherry she- uh Sherry Shepherd. Um uh uh-huh. and then uh Jerry O'Connell will, will will host one of the shows and my boy Michael Rappaport. I think that's how you say it. I always Yeah, Rappaport. Yeah, because some people say Rapapa. No, crap. What do we have to do with Wendy Williams? I'm not well, he's only their friends. Well, that, yeah, not only that, Michael Michael Rapaport is um. Yeah, I know he's, he's, he's a good, but he's, he's a good. Still on ESPN talking about. Yeah, he's, but he's you know, he goes off on Yeah, he's a good, but he's a good friend. It seems of the black community. He has no problem. Okay. You know, I don't know. I, I, I like well, him. Convenient. He goes well. I don't know. Even when it's not convenient, when he's getting disputed against. Uh, well, he ain't the most. You know. You know, whatever the case. Yeah, you know. Whatever. So she got a, like, he's articulate. He's articulate. Yeah, okay. So she's a people. Well, you know, for, for, you know, for, you know, he for a white have, man, he's very articulate. Mm, he does have the, the, the normal 37% blackness that you need. But does he have glitter some, balls? That's the question. Yeah, I don't know. He's articulate, weak glitter balls. Look at that. That's a trifecta right there. How do you get all that in one? <laughs> That's All right. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, but yeah, because when he has delayed her daytime uh, return for about you know three times already, and then um, you know her being the the main host of the show, uh, you got other people stepping in, you know, from Orange is the New Black. Did they say what her medical issue is? Well, uh, they said that she had um she was suffering from a fractured shoulder, um since December, and um oh. and also suffered from Graves' disease. Well, she had announced that a while back. Yeah, the so, shoulder is a new thing. Yeah, she, she I heard you know, um, now, some of them, well, the reports are, are not confirmed, but they're saying it could have been a little rift between her and her husband, but, you know, you know, you, know, you can't, you know how that goes. Well, her, husband, her, her husband had yeah. a woman. Cause that was also her manager and yeah, business partner, like so yeah, there was a little rift, there, there was a little rift raft in between, and we don't know what happened, you know, one thing leads to another, and then. You know, um, and then uh, that's about it. I mean, but that's pretty much it for the Hollywood uh, wrap up. And then um, let me see what else do we have. Uh, oh, 
Chicago police, they released photos of the persons of interest in the Juicy Smollett attack. Jesse. Jesse Jussie, Smollett. I'm sorry, I said that the wrong way. Yeah. Jesse. Jesse. Jesse Smollett. That's right, Jesse Smollett. A man from NY. Wow, new development in their, in, their, in their investigation of the apparent attack on Jesse Smollett. Uh, they shared on Twitter on Wednesday that detectives have located a surveillance camera which shows per- persons of interest. Hours later, the photos were released to the public. And um, the incident occurred on Tuesday morning. A source previously told E.T. claiming that Smollett was just walking in Chicago with two other men. They started yelling racial and homophobic slurs at him before repeatedly hitting him. According to the source, the men then poured a substance on him that believed to be bleach, uh, and one of the attackers put a rope around his neck. You know, uh, a spokesperson for for the Chicago Police Department previously told E.T. that Smollett still had the rope around his neck from the attack when he made contact with the officers. He kept the rope on his neck at 2.42 a.m. on a Tuesday. That's wild. It wasn't Wednesday. This is this is Tuesday. You know, some people are saying they don't believe that they thought it was a, it was a publicity stunt. But I think it was real. Well... Look, if somebody put a rope around your neck, I would probably go. If I'm going to the uh, to the authorities, and somebody and part of my assault put a rope around my neck as a noose or as a as a as a previously slave activity type of, you know. Uh, would you have pulled it off if the, after they walked away or ran or whatever? Well, when I went to the police, just like how all these fake people. Go to the go. They get in the cars and they're they're partying on Saturday and then they come on Monday with a neck brace. Uh, you yeah, know, uh, you know they they come in with a neck brace uh, on a on a on a on a Monday morning after they didn't had parties and and they didn't had the, the the kickback. They didn't had everything. They did everything they need to do, but then all of a sudden now Monday your neck is broke. Mm. You know, uh, and that's how that's how it goes. So. I'm not saying you got to fake it, but at the end of the day, with something that serious and that's racially, of course, there's certain nooses and things rope around the necks. Uh, that, that, that's catered to certain people, you know what I mean? So yeah. I would definitely... Um, De- definitely sound like some racial stuff. Yeah, I would, I would definitely um, go to them uh, with that still being applied to my neck. I would do that. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, he told detectives... Uh, well, the spokesperson says that Smollett told detectives... In a follow-up interview late Tuesday afternoon, that his two attackers yelled, "Maga country, make America oh. again." Okay. He didn't say anything about. He didn't say that they had the red hats, but they did yell, "Maga country." Maga country. Maga that's country. Wow, that's unbelievable. All right. That is unbelievable. Well, look, we got to keep it moving because I want to get to the cocktail of the week and the kiss it list. So, we'll um. So is he okay now? Because I saw a picture of him in the hospital. Is he all right? Uh, well, I don't. Well, you know, they say yeah, he got attacked, but it, from you know, from what it seems, I think um, I think he's okay. They're you know they're investigating the incident, incident and everything like that, and he's okay from what it seems like. Okay. I mean, he was at the hospital, and you know, because of the attack, he's thankful to be alive, and and um. You know, being being surrounded by good family and friends, uh, he's thankful for that. And uh, you know, they say he's a fighter, and he'll he'll come out this a little stronger. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. 
All right. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, I did want to add a few birthdays for this week. Celebrity birthdays. We got Big Boy, who's going to be performing at the Super Bowl Big this weekend. Boy. He's 44 today. Rick James, his birthday was today. He died in 2004. Rick James. Mm. Uh, Harry Styles, 25 today. Ronda Rousey, the used to be, what is she, mixed, she used to be a mixed martial art. Now she's a wrestler. She's 32 today. Lisa Marie Presley is 51 today. And Brandon Lee, the son of Bruce Lee, who passed away in 1993, his birthday was today. So a quick shout-out and happy birthday happy to be them. Happy be a birthday to you. Happy be a, be a, be a birthday to you. Happy be a, be a, be a birthday. Happy be a, be a birthday. Happy be a be birthday to, to, to you. Happy be, happy be, a, be, be a birthday, you old thing from another world, you. All right, happy birthday to them. All right, uh, Mr. Lowe, you got the cocktail of the week for us? Let's see. Let's get the cocktail of the week, hmm. and uh, let's see. What's the cocktail of the week this week? We got a New York Sour. New York Sour. All New right. York Sour is the cocktail of the week. Get it right and get it tight. We have the New York Sour coming right to you. Uh, those ingredients, basically, to make a New York Sour, you'll need... Two ounces of rye or bourbon whiskey. So get some of your best whiskey that you can find and everything like that. You'll save. Oh, yeah. uh, put a little ounce of fresh lemon juice inside with an ounce of simple syrup. Uh, half an ounce of fruity red wine. Um, maybe like a mild bag or a Shiraz or something that has a redness to it, but is known. A little bit. You know, yeah, known for the fruitiness or a little bit of a, a sweet touch to it. So uh, other than that, um, you've already eaten. Uh, well, well, let's see what we got. Yeah, what is that? New York sour. You already ate and everything like that. Please pour a glass. Um, We're going to try this out now as we start to pour our glass and everything like that. But if you haven't already ate, go ahead and grab a bite to eat. If you, if you have, go ahead and pour this up. The New York sour. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. I tried one earlier, and it's really good. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought, you know, to add wine to a whiskey. Yeah, but the way that you um, did you talk about how you pour it over the back of the spoon? Yeah, you have the you you can you, you combine it with the whiskey and fresh lemon juice and simple syrup in the cocktail shaker. You fill it with ice a little bit. You cover it and shake it until the outside of the shaker is a little frosty. Give it about thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shake it a little bit. Then what you do is you strain it into the rocks glass and you okay. fill it with fresh ice. Yeah. You wanna you wanna shake it and, and all that kind of stuff. Fresh but ice. Fresh ice. Now is nice and cool. Everything is. Uh, the whiskey is nice and frosty and everything like that. And you just gently pour it over about a half ounce of red wine, you know, over the back of a spoon. Held just above the drink surface so the wine floats right on the top. So this is more of an art. You, you, it's a it makes art that the color of the red wine. It does. Green, it does. Yeah. And it floats right on the top to the point where it doesn't just seep into the glass so early. Uh, the, the, the wine kind of yeah, surfaces nice. at the top. So it's a very good combination of how you put this together but that is the New York sour. Alright, so, yeah, so check it out on our website at apajamaparty.com uh, We're going to keep moving, Papa, Papa Didi, where'd he go? Let's talk about the Kiss It list. we got to call out the folks that's on the Kiss It list Papa Didi's going to tell everybody what the Kiss It list is and then we'll tell you a few folks that we have on the world famous Kiss It list Papa Didi, where'd you go? 
here. What's the kissiness? It's just people that showed their ass over the last week or so, putting them on blast and. Uh, okay. Well, you know Trump is on the list, and I'd like to add Virginia Governor Ralph Nor- Northrum. Apparently, he's been busted this just today for a picture in his medical yearbook of him either in blackface or in a Klan outfit. Oh, God. This picture God. just surfaced from 35 years ago. Somebody found it, posted it. Now he's out here apologizing. He is the governor of Virginia, and he's wow. out here apologizing for that bull crap. Um. What about, um, we always put Goodell, the governor, I mean the commissioner of the NFL. Oh, Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell. Is he on the kisser list? Might as well. Yeah, all right, he's on the list. And uh, all the haters in general, they're on the kisser list. Anybody else? All right, we got something for them. Everybody on the kisser list, here's your prize. Kiss my entire ass. My ass. You can just All right, we're back. I'm playing one of those Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Oh, why, everybody? The kettle. Uh, we have Mr. Lowe. Mr. Lowe, how y'all doing tonight? Y'all and it's appreciate time. y'all coming out tonight. And it's time for the last word. Papa Didi, what's your last word? My last word goes out to, um, like I said earlier, uh, Mama Z. May you rest in peace. Thank you for the time. Thank you for all the, your knowledge, your soft-spoken your business like mine, you know, your ingenuity to uh, handle business. You know, you was always handling business. You drove some of the nicest cars I've ever seen, lived in the most beautiful house I've ever seen. God bless you in so many ways, and uh, may you rest in peace. And uh, Mr. Lowe, what's your last word? Well, we all got to come together, guys. I mean, at the end of the day, it still is uh, America, and with all this, you know, crazy stuff going on, weird news, and everything like that, at the end of the day, we all got to come together, and we got to figure out a way to respect one another, understand one another, so that at the end of the day, if you don't understand each other, you'll never get to a point where you can grow with each other, but um, other than that, I'm not going to get too deep into it, because, you know, uh, some of that stuff, I don't give up for free, but, you know. Just always remember, you know, just because you got a pair of sandals does not mean you can walk the beach. Understand that. All right. And this is Red Wine, and I just want to, uh, again, shout out to the family of Kettle, um, Mama Z. We will forever remember and forever miss you. You're beautiful. You'll always be beautiful in our eyes. We love you. And, um, 
like like uh, Mr. Love said, we all got to band together. You know, it's about unity. It's time for us to all work together. So let's get it together, y'all. Uh, we want to thank you for hanging with us tonight. This is the Pajama Party Show. You can visit our website at apajamaparty.com. Thank you to our parent company, DC Homegrown, for keeping the lights on, keeping our site up. We appreciate that. Visit our sponsors, um, Purple House Books, and uh, what's the other one? I can't even think of it, but check us out on apajamaparty.com. And uh, we appreciate you, and we'll see you next Friday night. We'll be here. Hope to see you, too. We're out. Say good night, everybody. Bye, y'all. Good night. Good night, y'all. And good night. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Good night. Good night.